For Radio Catskill, this is Rosie Starr. Welcome to Farm and Country, locally produced radio about rural life in the Catskills and the Delaware River Valley. On today's show, Keith Hubbard's Star Talk Report highlights the planet Mercury. Then, the Tustin Heritage Community Garden opens the gate to the 2023 season. Farm Arts Collective Director Tannis Kowalczak from the Willowisp Organic Farm arrives with her annual seedlings to transplant them into prepared garden beds. Members of the Tustin Heritage Community Garden are on hand to assist this labor of love dedicated to the sustainability of pollinators. All of that coming up on today's Farm and Country. But first, news headlines from NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Nora Rahm. Negotiations involving Democrats and Republicans are expected to continue over the weekend in an effort to agree on raising the debt limit to allow the government to pay for debts it's already incurred. The Secretary of Veterans Affairs is warning a U.S. default would be catastrophic. NPR's Quill Lawrence reports. 7.1 million veterans get monthly benefits checks. Another million get reimbursed care from outside VA. If Congress fails to raise the debt ceiling, there won't be money to write those checks, says VA Secretary Dennis McDonough. There's no blueprint of what happens to VA if the debt limit is reached. Each month, Treasury makes payments on behalf of VA of approximately $25 billion. All of these payments could be curtailed or stopped. In a separate debate, Republicans in Congress say they can cut the federal budget 22 percent without affecting VA benefits, which veterans groups have disputed. Quill Lawrence, NPR News. Vice President Kamala Harris delivered the commencement address this morning at the U.S. Military Academy. On behalf of our Commander-in-Chief, President Joe Biden, and our entire nation, cadets, it is my honor to congratulate you on taking your place in the long gray line. She's the first woman to deliver the commencement speech at West Point. The Justice Department says two people have been arrested and charged with bribing an undercover agent as part of a scheme allegedly led by the Chinese government. NPR's John Ruich has more. The Department of Justice says John Chen and Lin Feng were taking direction from a Chinese official to advance Beijing's campaign to repress and harass Falun Gong. The DOJ says they tried to have an entity linked to Falun Gong practitioners stripped of its tax-exempt status. According to a statement, they filed a whistleblower complaint and then paid $5,000 in bribes to a law enforcement officer posing as an IRS official. The charges, including bribery, carry sentences that range as high as 20 years. Years. FBI Director Christopher Wray says the case demonstrates the Chinese government once again showing disregard for the rule of law and international norms. John Ruich, NPR News, Shanghai. NATO has urged Kosovo to immediately reduce tensions in ethnically Serb areas in the north. Clashes broke out Friday when authorities forcibly entered municipal buildings to install ethnic Albanian mayors. The BBC's Guy Delani has more. What I think this really demonstrates is that this normalization agreement between Kosovo and Serbia, which the EU announced in March, and a lot of people, including myself, thought wasn't any sort of an agreement at all, really wasn't worth the paper that it was written on, and it wasn't signed either. Uh, Since then, we've just seen a series of disputes between Serbia and Kosovo, a series of provocations involving both sides. The BBC's Guy Delarney. This is NPR News. 
This is Rosie Starr. Welcome back to Farming Country. Coming up on today's show, the Tustin Heritage Community Garden opens the garden gate to the 2023 season. Farm Arts Collective Director Tennis Kowalczak from Willowisp Organic Farm arrives with her annual seedlings to transplant them into prepared garden beds. Members of the Tustin Heritage Community Garden are on hand to assist this labor of love dedicated to the sustainability of pollinators. But first, here is Keith Hubbard with this week's Star Talk Report. Thank you for joining us on Radio Catskill for this week's locally produced Farm and Country. For Farm and Country, I'm Keith Hubbard, and this is Star Talk. Mercury will be at its highest point in the morning sky on Monday. It will also be at its farthest point from the sun in the morning on Monday, too. This event is known as Mercury's Greatest Western Elongation. Mercury's greatest elongations come in pairs about six weeks apart, and the pairs occur about every four months. Mercury is the closest planet to the sun and is also the smallest planet in the solar system. Due to its proximity to the sun, it is only visible around sunrise or sunset. This week, Mercury will be visible low on the unobstructed eastern horizon for one hour before the sun rises. But there will only be a short 15-minute window to view Mercury. Mercury will rise at 4.30 a.m., but won't be able to be seen until 4.45 a.m. By 5 a.m., the glow of the soon-to-be-rising sun may obscure Mercury. Use the very bright Jupiter as a guide to the much fainter Mercury. Mercury will be to the lower left of Jupiter on Monday morning. Mercury has a very tenuous atmosphere that does little to trap heat. As a result, it has the largest temperature swing of any planet in the solar system. Daytime temperatures reach a scorching 850 degrees Fahrenheit, while nighttime temperatures drop to a bone-chilling minus 275 degrees Fahrenheit. Look to the eastern horizon 30 minutes before sunrise on Monday for your chance to spot Mercury. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future Star Talk segments, my email address is startalk at farmandcountry.org. For Farm and Country and Star Talk, this has been Keith Hubbard reminding you to keep looking up. I think it's Tannis approaching. Hi, Tannis. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the Tustin Heritage Community Garden 2023. 2023, we're You're, back. We're back and better than ever. <laughs> we're back for more flowers. Hi. Hello. I'm just thinking, okay, where do we want the zinnias and where do we want the cosmos and sunflowers and which is the zinnia? Like, what do y'all feel? Zinnias, I think last year were zinnias were in here mostly, so maybe we should switch it up. Yeah, let's put the zinnias in and we'll do like the cosmos, marigold, sunflower mix on this side. Okay, that sounds good. I actually brought some extra basil plants. Oh, great. Annie? So I have a lot of basil, like there's tiny starts that you guys could share amongst all the folks. 
if you want to share it amongst all the gardeners here, just like keep watering the, the trays and eventually you need to get them potted up if they're not going to go into the, into the gardens. Okay. Because they're super small. Okay, let's, let me get the other flowers. Tannis, while we're walking, yes. why did you choose uh, zinnias and whatever else you brought? Well, I usually like to bring flowers that the butterflies like because they want it to be a pollinator. And zinnias are, like the butterflies go crazy for the zinnias. At least they do on my farm. So see, we have all these zinnias here. Um, some are smaller, some are bigger. Uh, different varieties. You want to pick one? And we can make the front of this like the perennials that we don't play around with and then those are the, for the annual. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. Did you just put this in? Last year. Oh, okay. So it, that looks like a perennial. What is it? Yes. Uh, there's a sign there. Hyssop? Oh, Annie's hyssop. Hyssop. Is that sweet, Annie? Annie's hyssop is like, uh, it's a purple flower and you can make like teas out of it. Mm-hmm. I use it for, for bouquets, but we sell it on the farm a lot. Chefs use it a lot mm-hmm. to flavor their food. It's a licorice, licorice flavor. Here's some tools. Say hello, Annie. Hello, welcome to the Tustin Heritage Community Garden on this beautiful Saturday. It's going to be beautiful. They're tender, but they seem to have done really well. You want to just put these seedlings down first and so then we'll I'm dig? I'm going to lay out, okay? Yeah. Let's lay out. The, the soil feels great. Okay, so these are these kind of teddy bear sunflowers they'll get to be like pretty tall um they'll take about a hundred days to mature which is a really long time for a sunflower or at least for the ones i grow so okay so that will be the center and then we'll do we'll do zinnias all around and the pollinators will be very happy. Oh butterflies gosh, and bees. I love it. The zinnias get so many butterflies. We have some guests here. Jane and an invited guest. Yes. So, Jane, I think you're a fan of pollinators. I certainly am. I'm especially a fan of zinnias, though. Uh, All right. I'm going to take my coat off. You're going to put me to work because I love pollinators. Okay. I'd like to hear what you're doing in this bed. It looks like you're clearing. So tell me your name and tell me what you're doing. You're a member of the Tustin Heritage Community Garden. Hi, Rosie. Thank you for coming. Um, you're a wonderful gardener yourself. Anyway, my name is Elizabeth Green. I'm a co-chair with Annie of the garden. I've been co-chair for about two, maybe this is my starting my third year. So we have Tannis from Willowis Farm planting annuals, sunflowers, and zinnias. And we have two community beds. She does that for us every year, which is wonderful. And what I'm doing in this bed is I have a perennial garden. So this one is a part of, part of the community, belongs to the community garden, and I'm just cleaning it up. And that's what we're doing today. We're working on our community beds, and then we're also fixing up different areas and doing weeding and getting ready for the gardening season. Yes, well, that's always a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I noticed there's some signs here, native plants. I, uh, I make it a point. We are a organic. We don't use chemicals. And so when I 
look for plants. They're always native, something. We are also a pollinator garden. We want to attract the bees and be part of the wildlife here. So I always go for natives. And medicinal. Some of these are medicinal. Hello. Hi. Come and introduce yourself and tell us about prepping some of the beds. You're a garden member here. And your name. Okay, yes. My name is Mary. This is the second season here at the garden. I came a couple weekends ago, maybe last weekend, some one time when it wasn't raining, and I cleaned up my bed area and helped clean out another bed that had been uh, kind of abandoned. So my beds are ready to go, and I'm here today to help with uh, the community plots uh, because um, Annie was telling me that there's um, some weeding and we're going to be maybe shifting some plants around today. But there's, there's a little bit of prep that goes into it. We are adding a product <laughs> called so Soilution that we get at a local gardening store, and it's a natural soil supplement. So each year you have to really add fertilizer. You know, we, we do organic to because we're growing vegetables, and they require a lot of nutrients. And, and I also see straw or hay. That's more to protect the beds because it's been a little cold and also um, it's a mulch so it cuts back on the weeds we, you know we try uh, to use less water and use methods that conserve the moisture in our soil we have excellent soil here we've been really working hard on our beds and uh, we're full this year we have a, a boy scout group uh, with one of the beds we have the library doing a program with the children here, and we're going to have events this year, as we do every year. Well, we're all looking forward to it. It's May, the sun is out, and we're going to just keep going. Time to get to work in here. So we can start with the center. We'll start with putting in those sunflowers. So this is a sunflower, that's a sunflower, and that's a sunflower. First start in the center. Uh, this one, hold on one second. How far down do you go? Uh, just tuck it in and cover it so some of the little bit. That's good. Yeah, just tuck it in real good. Yep. Okay. Okay, so now we can just, wherever you see it, plant, plant it. Yeah. We have three small four by four beds that we uh, have some herbs in. We, uh, we've planted strawberries. So we're we're getting rid of some of the uh, weeds here that we left because they flower. And when there's nothing early spring, we leave them for the bees. But at this point, we're going to clean them up and uh, around the plants that we have planted here. You know, I thought it was a great suggestion in uh, October when we were closing up the garden that some of the annual heads were left for the birds to enjoy. We try to do that also, you know, as, as much as we can uh, to help the, the birds and the bees and whatever, we try to work within that um, and be part of a sustainable environment. That is our goal here as a community garden. All of this uh, growing outside of the beds, what, what is this, Annie, This that's growing? It's good for the bees initially, so we leave it on the paths. It's called dead nettles, a red dead nettle. <laughs> Sounds like you can make tea out of that. Yeah. 
We have some cosmos and marigolds here now. There's two varieties of cosmos. It's cosmos double click. So they're almost like pom-poms. And it's a mix. So it's going to be maroon and pink and white. Mm. Now the question is, which one is taller? Which one is going to be probably the double click? Annie, I, you're you're putting in the uh, the solution. Consulting with one of the gardeners at Delaware Valley Farm and Garden uh, years ago, and this has it's an organic uh, compost basically that has kelp, worm castings, it has lobster and seafood compost. Um, some carbon stuff, blood meal, sphagnum peat, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, it just seemed like the best thing. You can also add up mushroom compost, but uh, we've been using this uh, the past couple of years. It's a balanced blend and it's organic. Yeah, it's organic because that's all we use in the garden here is organic, non-GMO. Well, that's why the soil looks like it's so good. Where is your bed? My bed is towards the back. Way in the back? Come on, let's go. So while we're walking, tell me your name and uh, welcome to the Tustin Heritage Community Garden. Thank you. My name is Kristen. This is my first year having a plot here. And uh, I've been coming with Annie Stanley for a handful of years, helping to clean it up. And this is the first year that I actually have my own plot, so I'm really excited. I already did some planting. I winterized a couple of weeks ago, but uh, we put in some different pollinator varieties. The front here is dedicated to the bees, so handful of types of flowers. I honestly don't remember which ones, but there's at least six different types that are supposed to be good for the bees here. You did it by seeds? By seeds. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're brave. That's nice. Yeah, and then we, that's why we uh, wrapped it in that, the uh, covering there to make sure that it didn't get any last, last freezes before the spring. And then uh, through the center of the bed is just your basics. Tomatoes, some cucumbers, some beans. Do the easy things for the first year here. And you also did those by seeds? All by seeds. Non-GMO, organic. And I had actually started seedlings, but then some critter took them. So I had to just plant the seeds. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> it's such a balance of patience and acceptance when you're gardening. It really is. It's true. But patience is what we all need a little more of. So, you know. And gardening will teach you that. That's true. Now you have this hoop design with bamboo rods. Tell yes. me about this. So this was, since we did do the seeds and we did it a little bit earlier in the season, um, we put in these hoops with the rods and then some of that mesh covering, which basically, in case we got a last freeze before the springtime, uh, it protects the seeds a bit more. Mm -hmm. um, but so today, it's a beautiful day, so took off the mesh. And uh, I'll probably keep the hoops there because they're also supposedly good for the tomatoes when they come up. It really feels like we're on the warmer side of spring. Is, I, <laughs> I shouldn't have worn all black today. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You could be a little solar collector. <laughs> and did you pick a plot this year? Do you yes, I have this plot over here. This is the uh, garlic that's coming up from, uh, we planted that back in October. I had some sage growing there, and I wanted to see if that'll come back. But I'm waiting to see if there's leftover seedlings from Tannis, and then I'll plan. I actually don't mind that the uh, mint creeps over from the common bed. 
keeps away some critters. Annie, you're transplanting something here. This is incredible. That's time to give it like a time in the garden. That's nice. It is time. Goodness, it really is quite large. I've never seen time so big. Yeah, that was um, from a prior gardener. And we're moving it to an herb bed because uh, we have these common yeah. herb beds. That's one of the perks of the community garden. You get to, we share herbs. We have a whole plot of garlic. We have two plots of asparagus that'll be ready next year for harvest. And we also have what Tannis is planning that allows people to pick a bouquet every week for their dining table. So yeah, I'm working on one of the common herb beds, which is four by four feet. And it's, um, some stuff is coming back. There's oregano. Somebody planted some type of a tulip here in the mix. There's chives in here. Mint. This is quite nice. This I've never seen such a bundle of time. That's a, we need a lot of time. That's what this represents. A lot of time in the garden. Okay, one in the corner and then in every space. And we're good. So I can put the I can put my trowel inside here and get these yep. in. Yep. Sure. Some soil around it. The soil is so nice. It's so beautiful. I just love the soil here at this garden. It's kept so beautifully and it's loose. It's healthy. It's diverse. I just love the soil. I volunteered to clean this bed about a week ago just oh, yeah. before a rainstorm. Oh. Hey, how are you doing? Annie, I'm going to put some of this in my bed. Just, I was waiting to see what Tannis had extra. Is that okay with you? So I oh, didn't absolutely. End up putting any marigolds in the bed just because we went with the aesthetic of like all the different cosmos. Can I, take I scored. I scored some marigolds. Yeah, I would love to put some marigolds around. Yeah. Um, Are you going to put them around the edges? Here. At the edge here for myself. Mm -hmm. They're great for warding off bugs. But think about this too. Uh -huh. The sun is coming from here, so maybe you do want it here. So maybe leave it here. I'm gonna put some marigolds in the uh, asparagus bed. Yes, yes, that's where it's supposed to be beneficial. Uh, right, that we could plant other things since we're, we're not taking asparagus this year. Yes, Jackie Sailor's here. find some things in here from Ooh. somebody before like this is um garlic or or uh, an onion nice and awesome. i think this is kale so if you want to keep it you can or you okay. can um <laughs> looks like the wild bees kind of like this i see a little wild bee man. yeah oh yeah awesome so we're neither of us are you know born gardeners yeah and so maybe uh, you can just give me some tips on how to so we're going to weed out stuff, and we can grab the wheelbarrow to throw it in. Okay. Should I go get that? Yeah, you can go grab that wheelbarrow. Uh, we're going to weed out stuff in here. And then you're going to work the soil and add up. See those white bags? Yep. Uh, you're a little low on soil here. I, I add up a whole bag here. Okay. And then you're going to till it in okay. with the shovel. Alrighty. 
And then um, if you're not planting today, you can put some hay down and that'll keep the weeds at bay until okay. you're ready. Well, I brought some seeds. They're not all the things that I want to plant, but I brought some, um, some herbs and some tomatoes. And I thought maybe you could tell me if it's good time to plant or if I should hold off on some of that stuff. I think, um, I think we're okay. Worst case scenario, if we see a frost coming, see these hoops? Yeah. These metal hoops, you could put a couple of those and we have this fabric you can drape over to protect. Okay. Sounds great. Awesome. I, mean, frost. And that I still hate to disturb. Oh, that still lets the sun? Okay. Sun and water, so but it'll, it will uh, keep the frost up from, from killing. It'll take a while for your tomatoes to germinate. But so probably good to get them in right now. I would, yeah. Okay. And then, um, you know, they do they do get quite, depending on what variety it is. You have to look on the seed pack. They could get yeah. pretty big, so you have to space space it out. Okay. And um, I have two varieties. I have one that are kind of cherry tomato size, mm -hmm. and then I have another pack heirloom, you know, larger. Yeah. Um, heirloom tomatoes, kind of the weird the weird shapes and colors. Yeah, that, that's going to take up a lot of room, and you'll be surprised how big they get. Okay. Once they get big, then you, we have these um, wire trellis things you can put to support the plants. Okay, awesome. See, there's a little baby violet right yeah. there. I think the only thing in here you might want to keep, like I said, is these onions in the corners. Okay. And then... I mean, it, you could keep the kale. You could keep. I didn't those. realize that they're yellow flowering kale. I would keep. If That's it, awesome. If it, if it was me, I would keep these right now just for the bees. Yeah. And then you can Sounds pull them good. out when you go to plant. Okay, so when I'm laying the soil on top of these plants that I'm keeping, it's okay to cover the base with some soil. Yeah, just it's not going to hurt around it. it. And you know, when you're tilling it in, just be careful to uh, not dig them up. Okay, do. And Sounds then, great. Yeah, then you put hay down where where you're not ready to plant yet. Okay, perfect. Thank you. All right. I think I can. I think I'm. I'm. You got me started. Okay. Yeah, we're here. Just ask any questions, and Tannis is here too to consult with. Awesome. You might ask her about the tomatoes. Yeah, I'm gonna go introduce myself first. Then I'll ask her about tomatoes. <laughs> The Tustin Heritage Community Garden is a non-profit community garden located on DeMauro Lane behind the Western Sullivan Public Library in Narrowsburg, New York. Founded by Andrea Reynosa, the garden practices permaculture principles and annual memberships are available by suggested donation. Information is available on their Facebook page or email tustinhcg at gmail.com. For Radio Catskill, this is Rosie Starr. The biannual plant swap to benefit the Narrowsburg Beautification Group happens on Saturday, June 3rd, from 10 a.m. until 2, 198 Bridge Street, in the Tustin parking lot. Share the knowledge and love of the beauty that growing things brings us. Exchange plants, seeds, and bulbs from your garden with neighbors. Label the items with your name and plant information. Nothing to exchange? Make a donation instead. 
the biannual plant swap that benefits the Narrowsburg Beautification Group happens Saturday, June 3rd, from 10 a.m. until 2, 198 Bridge Street, in the Tustin parking lot. We hope that you enjoyed our show this week with production by Radio Catskill volunteer Keith Hubbard. Special thanks goes to our guests, Farm Arts Collective Director Tannis Qualchuk from Willowisp Organic Farm and members of the Tustin Heritage Community Garden. This has been your host, Rosie Starr. Thanks for listening local to Farm and Country and supporting Radio Catskill. Public Radio for the Catskills and Northeast Pennsylvania. Listen on air at 90.5 FM, on your phone or smart speaker, or online at wjffradio.org. Support for Farm and Country comes from Damascus Citizens for Sustainability, a community-supported, science-based nonprofit taking legal actions, providing tools for action, and raising awareness of fracking damage since 2008, proactively protecting public health in the Delaware River Basin and beyond. DamascusCitizens.org Hello, I'm Sullivan County Clerk Russell Reeves. In two years, all domestic air travel will require a passport or real ID. The clerk's office and DMV can help. The DMV can answer questions and help you obtain your real ID. The clerk's office does passports and passport photos by appointment. Both offices are open 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, at the Government Center on North Street in Monticello. Appointments can be made at SullivanNY.us. Thank you. Paid for by Sullivan County Government. To be truly informed about world events, you need a